Welcome to the What More Can I Say podcast with your illustrious hosts, Dexter and Ernest. You've now reached the intersection of comedy and festivity, where unapologetically black opinions still matter. The What More Can I Say podcast can be found on all major podcast and social media platforms. Just search What More Can I Say and remember to like us and provide feedback. And now, onto the show. Tell him, KG. What you gonna say now? What can you say? Welcome to the One More Can I Say podcast. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Dexter. And I'm joined by Mr. Ernest Sexton. What's happening, man? Nothing much. What's going on, peoples out in podcast La La Land? Yeah, man. We we fought through some some technical difficulties, man. We here. We here. So didn't think this recording was going to happen tonight, man. But shit, we made it. Yeah, dude. I'm just happy that my um. My microphone that I said was broke during the last podcast. I was gonna whoop somebody ass in my house for fucking up my mic. Fortunately, it was just my dog. He chewed through um, the USB cord, so I'm good to go. I'm back in effect because all I want to do is zoom, 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 and boom, boom. Are you uh, whooping your dog ass now? Do I need to contact Peter? Listen, I will not say anything that is um, <laughs> going to <laughs> will go against me. In the court of law, I'm not going to incriminate myself. So, I'm going to feed him, I'm going to water him, and then I'm going to put him in his kennel. Man, you're going to water that dog, man? Well, you know, that's what they say. You water the dog. <laughs> well, guys, if you didn't know, this is episode 23 of the What More Can I Say podcast. Uh, you can find this podcast on all major podcast platforms Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, everywhere else where podcasts are listed, are heard. Uh, as always, we request that you subscribe, listen, download, share, leave feedback. Additionally, we we now have a new Facebook group page. So uh, if you are one of my friends, you definitely received the invitation to, to the group page. So definitely, definitely join the group. Definitely follow along in the group. Uh, we're going to you know show topics or anything else that, that's on our mind. We will be. Facilitating that through those group chats, man. So I mean, excuse me, group uh, page. So definitely join the join the conversation, join the community. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, we've got a couple of topics today, man. Just uh, you know, things that have been bouncing around the interwebs the last couple of days. Uh, I guess the first one, man, we can start off with is is uh, and I hate to start off with forty five, but damn it, I feel like I got to, man. Um. Well, how, how how many days ago was it? Was it last week? When it was a week, about a week ago. Okay. Well, uh, doing doing one of the um, uh, meetings with several members of Congress, uh, it was to in discussion uh, immigration bill reform discussion. Uh, your boy, like forty five, Donald Trump, man, made some uh, erroneous comments about. African American, well, Africans. Uh, do you have his comments offhand, man? Because I know what, well, I can paraphrase it, but I don't want to make sure we had it legit what he said. Well, keep talking. Let me find it. All right. Yeah, man. Well, anyway, man. You know, so if you've been living on the rock in the last couple of years, 
you know, Trump has a problem with the immigration, has a problem with anybody brown, pretty much. So anytime he gets a chance to have anything negative to say about brown people, he's going to say something about them. So, like I said, the discussion was around immigration and uh, and the uh, uh, and DACA, right? Um, they're trying to, you know, the, the DACA initiative has over, I believe it's over 100,000 uh, illegal immigrants uh, that are in the States now. They're children of illegal immigrants. So their parents came over. Uh, they were born here or they were either born here or brought over here to America as children. Um, so they've, I mean, they're pretty much Americans. They've, they know nothing but living in America. Um, and I believe it's May or April or March or April that the, that the, DACA, the current DACA agreement that was put in place by uh, President Obama uh, is slated to expire. And if if you are a self-identified uh, DACA recipient, then you're you're going to be, uh, uh, you know, uh, deported back to your foreign back to your home country. Uh, which in most cases is Mexico. So that's kind of what the current current immigration uh, relations kind of lie. But hey, but you, do you have uh, Trump's comments up, man? Man, I'm looking. I can't find it. It feels like he's scrubbed the internet. Pretty much what he said. I'm going to paraphrase it. Yes. So he was talking about um, countries um, on the African continent and Haitians pretty much saying <laughs> it's similar to what he said about um Immigrants from Mexico, they send the worst people. They really don't contribute, um, and we don't want people from those shithole countries coming here to the United States. We want more people from um, from Sweden. And listen, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to know that probably ninety ninety five percent of the population of Sweden, you know, they're they're Caucasian people from the Caucasus Mountains. So pretty much what he was saying is, hey. We don't want more niggas coming here. We won't want more white people coming here. And what's funny about it, you know, of course, they tried to backtrack it once it got out. But, you know, a couple of, you know, people that were in the room have come out and say, yes, he said it. Yes, he said it. But the usual suspect, Sarah Sanders Huckabee and people on Trump's staff is going to, you know, backpedal and say, nah, 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 he didn't say this. But are we really surprised? And I think that's the whole thing now, like. Does it surprise you that Trump is saying shit like this? Oh, no, it doesn't. Nah, nah. One thing I am I am kind of surprised that uh, like Lindsey Graham, he's one of the people that came out. You know, he's a Republican and a dour Republican, and yeah, and a Trump supporter. And he for uh, you know him to be one of the first people that came out and said, yeah, that's what Trump said. Uh, it definitely lends more validity to the comment. You know, what I mean, uh, everyone. I think I think I think I'm more upset by the way the media kind of handled it, like. They all behave as if, oh man, you know, Trump's. Are, I can't believe like Trump's. Like all the questions on 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 the ticker on the bottom of everyone's screens were, is Trump a racist? And it's like, if you've been following along, he's been a self self proclaimed racist for pretty much his entire life. You know what I mean? Like it's no surprise that that this guy considers people from from non white countries as or c- countries that have predominantly African Americans or a- African or you know, brown or black people are shitholes, you know. But see, even um, I've seen people make a lot of comments and say, "Well, you know, no one called President. I mean, no one called forty-five 
racist until he ran for president. That's not true. Uh, one of his former business partners came out and said years ago, uh, the CFO of one of his companies, when 45 found out it was a black man, he said, well, hey, I don't want that black man counting my money. I want a short dude with a yarmulke on his head counting my money. For those of you people that don't know, you know, Jewish people wear yarmulkes. You know, the whole thing, Jewish people are good with money. That's what he said. You go back to the Central Park Five where he took out, you know, a couple of full-length pages in the New York Times, you know, recommending the death penalty for five black and brown men that were accused of raping a white woman. He did it three times. Three times. You go back to the 70s where, you know, he was sued and they won um, for him, you know, using discriminatory you know, housing taxes in New York City. If you go back to his father, you know, his father was arrested at a KKK um, rally. So the apple don't fall far from the tree. So miss me with this bull that Trump isn't a racist. He's a racist. I mean, I would really appreciate it if he just came out and said, yes, I'm a racist. I don't like people of color because he is. Yeah, all the man. comments that he's done, all the legislation that he's pushed, he is a racist. Stop denying it. Well, you know what, man? That's why I, to be honest, I didn't even want to even talk about this subject, man, because for us, like he's he's a racist. Like this is a non to me. This is a non-story because what he said, it's not like this is shocking to to brown or black people, man. Like those comments, like he's been saying those those comments. Even if you just take. If you take away the, you know, the the history, I mean, he said shit like that last month. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like this ain't nothing new. Since he's been president, he said incriminating racial, racial things. Like this isn't nothing new. This isn't like oh my god. Like I mean, this is this is this is who he is. He's seventy plus years old. Like you don't become a racist at seventy, seventy plus. Like. That's something that you learn when you're a child and you grow with it. Like, he's a racist, man. Point blank. You don't just start making comments like that in your 70s. Like, he is who he is. He's a racist. And I, th- I don't know, man. For me, it's just, this, it's a non-story, man. Like, it's not even a, I don't even think that it should be leading, leading, uh, you know, in the news or anything. Because if you're, at this point, if you're still asking, ask, having to ask the question and if he's a racist or not, like I said, you're not paying attention. But see, that's that's the brilliancy of forty five, man. That's what he's really good at. He is good at keeping his his name in the news, whether it's good or bad. And then twenty eighteen, all news is good news. So all press is good press. So it doesn't matter because all it's gonna do, it's gonna piss off the people that don't support him, and it's gonna encourage and make the people that support him happy. So they love it. I saw some videos where, you know, people were like, well, he just calling like it is. And, you know, they are shit whole countries and they just saying he just saying what everybody else is thinking. So that's what he's doing. So he's winning on all fronts. He I used to think that President Obama was the most polarizing public figure to ever be in the United States. It's Donald Trump, man. Oh, hands down. I don't think. Is middle ground with him. You either absolutely love him or you hate him and despise him. But what what's amazing to me is how many people absolutely love him too. It's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, <laughs> yeah, he's the worst man, like point blank. And if, like I said, if you are a Trump supporter at this point, I mean, you're racist. No ifs and buts about it. 
I mean, because he's he has he doesn't have an agenda. He doesn't have his agenda is racism. Like he doesn't. When you hear him talking about his policies and what you know what he wants to enforce, I mean, just even with the immigration thing, he he was you know it's like a bar, bipartisanship effort. So he had Democrats and Republicans and Independents in the uh, in and they're all in the meeting room, and he was basically like, "Look, man, whatever y'all come up with." If y'all agree on it, I, I'll push it through. I'm down. And it's like, nah, man, that's not how it works. Like, you're the leader. <laughs> like, you're the president. Like, you got elected to, because you had your own vision for how you saw the country. You're supposed to, whatever your, your initiative is, you're supposed to want to push that. He has no initiative. He won. And now he's like, well, fuck it. I got to do something. But, you know what I mean? Like, he's he's a child. And he's a racist Chow, he's 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 racist, Richie Rich. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, he's like the kid from Silver Spoon who end up like being a fucking KKK member or something, man. Like he's the worst. And at this point, I'm so I'm so fatigued, just tired of talking about him, tired of hearing about him, tired of seeing him because he's you know people are trying to parse what the words that he's saying. You know, oh man, he's a he's brilliant. He's a genius for you know. He's he just talking off the hip, man. He's just saying shit. He don't know what he's saying. He's just saying he's saying the same comment that he makes is the same stuff that that um, if you put a video recorder or a tape recorder in some random person's house, you might hear that same type of audio when they talk amongst their friends. Like that's just how he talks. That's who he is. He's a racist bigot. Well, listeners, uh, fans of the show, let's stop being irate. Let's stop being pissed off, and let's do something about it. Let's galvanize. Let's you know. Let's do something at the you know local level, grassroots level. And 2018 uh, midterm elections, let's go out there and not. We don't need to vote for Democrats. We don't need to vote for Republicans. We need to vote for the people that are going to do things on behalf of us and our people and our families and our communities and that's what we need to do and if they're not and we need to hold them accountable too so don't go out there you know don't be emotional we got to be strategic we got to plan we got to think we got to come up and do something so this is the norm this is what you can expect stop getting so pissed off when he says stupid stuff like this just shrug your head and say hey that's 45 but that's what it is 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 Exactly. Well, let's uh, let's kick it. Let's kick this uh, that that topic into a shithole and get rid of it and move on to the next one, let's, man. Let's move on to this bow chicka wow wow. <laughs> hey, man, I love the internet, man. I love the, the internet. I, I love and hate it at the same time. But some shit, man, you just can't unsee, man. Bachelors cheer at new sexy doll. There's an excitement among bachelors over new sex dolls, and a section of women are upset. High-tech sex dolls with realistic silicone skin and the ability to flirt and even simulate orgasms has become increasingly available. Buyers can handpick features such as face, hair, and breast size, and the dolls are programmed to remember the owner's birthday and favorite films and music. Hold on, so, hold, on man, hold on, man. I, I, see, I, I don't... The, comp, the, the statement that you just read, 
that's the polar opposite. Listen now, listen to the subject line of the article. Now, I'm, I know we didn't probably didn't set it up, but we just was it yesterday, the day before yesterday. I know yeah. this year there was a. You, you guys have probably been seeing this on online and seeing pictures all of your Instagram or Facebook timeline of these lifelike dolls. They look like women, right? Um, so the article that I read started off as Insta stocks may be extinct. New <laughs> new sex doll company has created a life-size version of an Instagram thought. Choose skin color, eye color, and the booty. So basically, like I said, these are lifelike dolls, man. Like, and <laughs> so I scroll, you know, look, man, this is all, it's, look, this is all the name of research, right? It's all the name of research. Like I'm a, I'm a professional. I'm a podcasting professional, right? So I, let me ask you, what's your confirmation number? Where were you? <laughs> <laughs> what's your tracking number? <laughs> look, man, I can't, look, I don't endorse anything that I can't test myself. I don't. <laughs> Dude, these I, look, man. I pulled the picture up because I look. I saw this online. I saw like a brief, like a small thumbnail kind of picture of it. I saw people making comments and stuff about it online. I'm like, I mean, look. I've seen like we've all seen like those those dolls that like those sex robots and stuff in Japan and stuff. Yeah, you know. And I, that's what I was thinking that it was until I clicked on the thing. Dude, have you seen these damn pictures? Dude, but hold on, let me finish. So some can even be made to feel warm, like real flesh, and simulate the orgasm doing sex. <laughs> yes, but I've seen the pictures. Dude, it's I've dude, seen them. You can <laughs> the eye color hat. Dude, I mean they literally look like Instagram models. Like this is crazy. This is crazy, man. Like people are sick, man. <laughs> people, people are horrible, man. Well, I, you know, I, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I think it's safe to say that, you know, 50 to 60% of people masturbate on a regular basis. This is just masturbating. That count, player. Well, 50 to 60 is being generous, man. I think you need but, to be talking 70 or 80. Well, let's look that up. But, you know, my point is, I Not think. I'm um, computer. I can't look that up. I, I can look it up. <laughs> I, I, think, I think the whole thing, what's the difference between this and masturbating, man? Look, man, look, I, I don't. Uh, what is it called? Kink shame. I don't kink shame anybody, man. Whatever, whatever you want to, um, whatever you get down with stop. sexually, man. Like I don't even care, man. Like, stop, stop. well, hold on. Let me give you the percentage. So, seventy-eight percent of all Americans age fourteen or older say they have masturbated at some point in their lives. With men in their thirties, ask for they masturbated alone at any point. Ninety-three percent say yes. <laughs> Nin- so hold on. I think it's more than that, dude. I think it's ninety-six. 90. I mean, I think the only, the only. The only well, I guess you got to do the math. Like, how many people don't have hands? You know, what I mean? you will find you will find a way. <laughs> you know? But hold up, I, I got to go back to something you said, Nick. Nigga, did you say kink shame? Kink is shame, that is that that's the thing, you man. Like Dude. when people talk about like what you're into, yeah. like, you're in a freak. Like, like I don't, I, I don't, I don't knock people, man. Like, if, look, if you're a freak, be a freak, man. Like, cause some people like. You know, if you enter something crazy, somebody else here, they might be trying to get, you know, might be talking about you, whatever. But if you damn, if you need this dog, if this dog right here keeps you from like doing some crazy stuff on on some person or you know doing some something criminal or something, hey man, get yourself a dog, man. They they twenty five hundred bucks. Order you one. I'm sure they got expedited shipping. <laughs> 
I now see now you just brought up a good point that's kind of interesting. So, you know, I was reading some of the articles and, you know, it's actually been some um, pushback against the sex dolls. Um, I've read a couple of comments and I didn't validate it. Say, you know, sex dolls, they won't make, you know, sex crimes against anyone go down. It's going to make them go up. And like a comment on Twitter, what's wrong with the idea of slowly being replaced by a doll that moves his eyes and head with the use of AI? Don't you think it's dehumanizing for us women, not to mention these dolls often look young, childlike, and they can't say no? I guess not. So I think this person is reaching, man. And, and then someone else said, I will support your campaign against sex robots when women start buying vibrators. Having sex with a penis-shaped object that appears to be removed from a man is sinister. So I think that's the question. What's the difference between a vibrator and this sex robot? I, yeah, I, have, don't, I don't think it's I think I think the only difference is portability. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You put it in a person. You can't put you can't be walking around with this right on your arm, man. Like um I look, like I said, I don't have a, I don't judge people for what they into. I don't have a problem with it, man. That's Kink shaming. If that's what you want to do, man, do your thing. You know. It, it's crazy though, man, because this thing, like, I watch I know you've watched uh Black Mirror, right? Yeah. But there's uh, there's one episode where a synthetic person becomes like a per. I don't want to give anything away, but it deals kind of like with this, like how you know lifelike synthetics. Um, so like right now, this is just like I guess like a rubberized kind of doll or whatever. But mm-hmm. you know, who ten years from now, this thing might be. Might be able to move, might be able to talk. Twenty years from now, might you may not be able to tell the difference between a human and this. So that's what I'm saying. Like, like should you draw the line somewhere? Should you know what I mean? Like, if if something's too lifelike, or should everything be cool? You know what I mean? Should you be able to, if you can make a robot that's so lifelike to a human, is that cool? Well, let me ask you something. How do we know that's not going on right now? How do we know that 45 isn't a damn robot? Man, we all limited, living in assimilation right now, dude. We're in the so that, that was another, that was an episode of Electric Dreams or whatever the show is on um, Amazon. Yeah, I haven't started watching that one yet, man. Uh, I, I think it's going to kind of throw you off. I think Black Mirror is better as far as what I've seen so far, but it's same level, same kind mm-hmm. of series. But hold but, up, I got, I got some interesting stats for masturbation. All right, so <laughs> you just got them on on demand, I, or you? I just them up? I just got them. So ninety five percent of men admit to masturbating. Eighty nine percent of ninety five ninety five eighty nine percent of women. Seventy percent of married men. I think that's higher. Seventy <laughs> percent of married women. And then you know frequency, men masturbating daily forty percent, women masturbating daily twenty two percent. Men weekly fifty five, women weekly forty eight. So interesting numbers. I think we need we need to do an episode where we um, uh, like Pornhub. They 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 put out their stats and they break. Dexter, down. I don't I don't I don't know what Pornhub is. Can you elaborate? Yeah, I've heard about it before. <laughs> don't don't know a lot about it. Heard in passing. My favorites now. <laughs> but they break down like. The types of porn for each country by like by sex and like keywords that certain countries. 
So it's it's weird. Like it's I mean it's kind of funny when you see like okay like Japanese men search for something Asian, you know what I mean? Or so it goes by country. It even goes like on the state level. Like which state searches for what more? Like and it, I'm t- the crazy thing. And I know we're getting a little bit off off topic, but I know one of the craziest things that's I remember reading an article that most I think Southern white male Christians. They search more, like just basically ebony porn. Like they want, they watch black porn. You know. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, man, getting back to these uh, rubberized thoughts, man. Um, I'm da- hey, Look, man, I'm down for it, man. Like I, I don't need it myself, but to each his own, man. That's how I look at it. So, dude, what, what would you do? Let's say you you, you having a guys night out. You go to your homeboy house, and you're like, "Yo, man, you know, before we leave, I'm hit you. You know, I'm, I'm gonna go to the bathroom." And you walk, you know, his bathroom is in his bedroom, and you walk through his bedroom. <laughs> you got one of these things laying in the bed. <laughs> Y'all I mean, do you do you bring it up? Do you say, "Yo, bruh, what, what's up?" I mean, what do you do? Well, it depends, man. If the lights are low and I can't really tell, I might I give him the thumbs up on the way out. But if <laughs> I don't know, man, it's kind of like. I don't know. Like, I mean, what if it wasn't this? What? If, okay. What if 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 you see? I mean, I guess it's like if somebody left like a vibrator out or something. I mean, I know this is be much more creepy because it is kind of creepy, man. Because they're lifelike, but they aren't real. So they, you know, the eyes are creepy looking. Like I'm looking at the picture of it now, and they look creepy. You know what I mean? It's like that uncanny it's, valley where it's close to real, but it's not real, and it looks. Looks weird, bro. So after watching most of Black Mirror and you know a lot of sci-fi recently, I would be afraid that someone would be able to hack into it and bring it to life and steal my soul or something that night. That's what would freak me out. Okay, That's why. Uh, okay, now it's, now you mentioned that getting off topic again, but still in the same kind of vein. There is a there was a and I read an article about this as well. I don't know. I read a lot of these types of articles. There there is a vi- a woman vibrator. Up. <laughs> There's a woman's vibrator that's uh, like app enabled. Mm-hmm. So and it apparently it plays like I guess you it like it syncs to like your I guess your iTunes or something. So you pick like a playlist and it does whatever you want based on like your mood of your music, whatever. Well, anyway, it the company they basically it it's wireless, so they, it tracks your stats and it can tell like. How much pressure and blah, blah. So it sees all the woman's stats, like how she wants to use a vibrator, right? And somebody hacked the company and they can remotely control the vibrator. So if you want, they can crank that thing up to 10 if they want. Crank that soldier boy. Spin you. around, do whatever they want to do. Like, yeah, man, that was that was crazy. So just, just imagine this right here. If this thing right here was able to be wirelessly hacked into man that thing will beat the hell this this is how the, the damn robot apocalypse start right here dude well i also read some articles decks and they all now they have stuff where as a man you can buy apparatus to put on your junk and you can dial Detail. into like you could dial into one of these um websites where they have cam girls and whatever she does you know, she has something to control on her end, 
and you could pretty much sync it up so you receive the sensations and the feelings on your end. So, so something very that similar. Demolition Man shit, man. They put the, they both put their headset on and they were they can simulate pleasure. Well, it's controlling the th- the pieces on the dude junk. And when she's she has like a stick, she has a flaccid <laughs> object. And when she's when she's hitting the flaccid object, it's it's simulating <laughs> the yeah. So, but Yo, hey, that's crazy. So back to another episode of Black Mirror. The producers, creators of Black Mirror. If you listen, we we shot y'all out. It was something else on Black Mirror. Did you see the episode where the doctor and he had the pain, the pain nope. simulator put in? Nope. Okay. Don't so don't right, don't okay. tell. Don't need to. Uh, but it, it, this is some futuristic freaky deaky shit now I'm not going to kink shame you Ernest wouldn't do it but if you want to get one of these sex dolls comment in the section man give us this, give us <laughs> your, give your review <laughs> of it. Yeah. Is, is it well okay it's $2,500 is, do you think the price is prohibitive for people or do you, or do you think it's like a fair price like nigga let me tell you something you can find that as Rams. You can find that as a phone, a TV, a laptop, whatever. Do you think for one second that they haven't already linked up with a bank that's going to get finance for these damn dolls? Dude, $2,500 is the – that's the base price. Dude, I can imagine What's the box this shit coming. I, I wonder if this shit come, come in pieces or if it come like all together, man. This shit come in a crate. Man, this is cr- – yo, nah, man. Answer your question earlier if I walk in and see like this shit sitting on your couch or something. Cause you can't just have this like in your bed. You you want you can't have something lifelike and like throw it in a closet. Like if you buy something like this, you dressing this shit up, you putting this thing like that's your girlfriend. I mean, legit, that's your girlfriend. You know what I mean? Like you don't <laughs> buy this for like, oh, I'm gonna put this in the attic. Nah, man. But the, you gotta think about that. Twenty five hundred dollars. That's you know that's that's a decent amount of money, dude. I'm creating an Instagram account for this thing, dude, Snapchat, selfies, Facebook. Man. Yes, I'm trying to claim this motherfucker on my taxes for something. Yeah. Dude, I'm putting videos up saying like my boo to it. Like, look, man, I'll, you. I will tell you the crazy thing: if you do it right, no one will even know that this is a dummy. You put enough filters on them pictures, man. They're like, oh man, Ernest out here killing the game. <laughs> <laughs> Can't Dude, shame. But you, but you know somebody's gonna take this man and like throw it up on social media and have like. It's gonna be like one of these dummies with like a million followers. And nobody and she's gonna get invited to like Hollywood premieres before they find out she's a damn dummy. I'm tell you what's gonna happen. Like it's gonna be like some new form of venereal disease behind, you know, <laughs> sharing these rubber or something. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I mean just think and I know we get way off and this is kind of ridiculous. Like I mean, if you're a dude and you have one of them, you gotta clean it. So would you go be down there in the in the in the rubber box, clean it up with them? It's <laughs> <laughs> like tie cleaner. Like, we gonna be dishing the damn over this damn sex box. Dude, I, I thought it was a damn tie wet shine up. Like, but you got. I mean, like I said, this to spend that kind of money to have something. Like, this is these are full size. Like they said, you can get it up to like five, I think five foot ten. These are full size women. Like, if you got something this big in your house that looks like this, this is your wife. This is your girlfriend. Like, you might as well, you might as well like throw her, throw her in the passenger side, hit the HOV lane, man, and and, and ride, man. 
Uh, all I need in this life is sin. It's me and my plastic girlfriend. <laughs> well, well, I think we beat up on that enough. Yeah. So, man. uh, man. Well, the uh, the last what? topic, man. Oh, you got anything else, man? So, nah, I ain't even gonna. I ain't even gonna put our boy out there and say it's one of our friends that we know. And for all our listeners, y'all know him too. If it was anyone that was gonna get one of these damn plastic sex fembots, we know who it is. I don't know who. Give me some initials. I can't give you the initials because. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right, that's cool. Anyway, yeah, let's 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 not let's not do that, man. Let's not. Do, oh yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. What am I thinking? <laughs> of course, I know who this is. <laughs> Hey, hey, listeners, if you can guess who it is, you send us the message into uh, one of our inboxes. We'll give you a free t shirt. That's the main main group. Hey, I'm thinking he'll mess around and come back and say, I was already looking at one. I already got my spec out. (laughs) 454 in it. Uh, uh, man. Anyway, man. Well, uh, the last topic maybe we're gonna touch on, man. It's uh, it's an extremely polarizing topic, man. It's uh, kind of piggybacking on the the Me Too uh, sexual assault movement that occurred um, early this year and la- late last year. Um, I'm not sure if you guys are familiar, know who this person is, but Aziz Ansari, man. He's a comedian. Uh, you might be familiar with him. He was, he's on the Netflix show Masters of None. It's a great show, by the way. Uh, he was on Parks and Recreation. Uh, he's the, the little Indian guy. Um, funny guy, man. I think he's actually from South Carolina, I believe. Um, but anyway. Is he really? Yeah, yeah. I think he's lived. I think he was like born, in, or maybe not born, ever raised there. But funny guy, man. But anyway. So if you guys aren't familiar with the Me Too movement, uh, it's basically um, women are and men uh, are basically going on social media and t- and basically telling their stories. So and if they were involved in some type of sexual assault or sexual harassment, they're going online and they're naming names. They're calling people out for you know the sexual abuse, sexual harassment that they've dealt with and. It's creating a lot of, um, so typically if you get named, like James Franco recently was another person that was named, uh, got called out. And, really? Uh, yeah, man. Yeah. By a guy, a gal, because you know James Franco yeah. goes, he, it was like asexual. Yeah, it was like four women, man. Apparently he's he's like a sexual deviant, man. Like he was f- forcing women like to, to try to perform oral sex on him, like smashing their heads down. Like, it's a lot of that, uh, that kind of like white boy, kind of, you know what I mean? That goofy college shit where you just overly aggressive and crazy, like uh-huh. a lot of that kind of stuff, man. And, anyway, he got called out, so apparently he's he's in like hiding and shit now. Um, but yeah, so like I said, a lot of these celebrities and stuff, man, they're getting celebrities and, and prominent people, they're, they're uh, kind of getting called to the carpet for their sexual misconduct. Uh, but anyway, uh, Aziz Ansari, like I said, comedian, well-known comedian, um, 
Golden Globe, recent Golden Globe winner for uh, the show Masters of None. He um, was recently added to the list of, but what kind of made his situation a little differently was whereas most of the time it's like overt sexual assault, you know what I mean? It's, it's extremely overt. This one was much more subtle, right? So basically the way the story went down is a woman posted um, shortly after he won his Golden Globe for, or Emmy, one of them, for his show for Masters of None, um, she went on Twitter and she posted, basically posted some comments saying that Aziz Ansari, you know, she was involved in a sexual relationship with him and she didn't like how it ultimately played out. Um, it And I'll, I'll just give you a brief kind of rundown of how it went down. But he met her at a like kind of a function, a party or something. They talked, they, you know, they were drinking, they um, exchanged numbers the next week or day or whatever. Shortly after, they met up again on, on a date. They went to a restaurant and uh, like I said, she, she, there was an article written about the, the entire account. So it was kind of blow by blow of what happened. So they went to a restaurant, they had dinner, um, Apparently, they rushed from dinner and went back to his house, and she he invited her in. And from that point on, after he invited her in, I mean, look, he's, you know, he's inviting a lady over to his house. So the night was kind of going, apparently was going great between the two, and he tried to have sex with her. So he, you know, they made, apparently they made out first. And the whole time, no, this is from her perspective, but the entire time he's, um, you know, she, he's trying, she's trying to, he's trying to have sex with her. He's making out with her. And, um, she's not overtly saying no. She's, you know, she's, and this is the way she kind of phrases it. She's, she's, uh, kind of turning her head. She's making kind of, comments like maybe uh you know she she doesn't sound like she's 100 percent on board but she doesn't sound like she's she's saying no as well so she's not ultimately she's not providing consent but she's not denying consent at the same time so this is a kind of weird interaction anyway he ended up going down on her she went down on him she goes into the bathroom she cries she comes out you know, they talk a little bit and she, and, and she tells him that, hey, she's not, she doesn't want to have sex. She just wants to chill. And he was like, cool, that's cool. And they lay on the couch watching watch some more of the movie and he started making out again. And apparently, <laughs> apparently he pulled his penis out and started like slapping against her backside. They went to her room, I mean, his room and made out some more. And he asked her to had oral sex with him he she did uh and every encounter every sexual encounter that he had so every time she went down on him she and in the, the the way she recounted it as if it was like a horrible situation like oh my god i i, I sucked this you know i sucked him off and i didn't want to do it or I, you know i i laid limp i got quiet i got cold blah 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 anyway and like I said, this is all playing out in her head. She hasn't verbalized it 
The only thing that she's verbalized to him is that she didn't want to have sex. But they do, after she made the comment about not wanting to have sex, they continue to make out and he goes down on her and she goes down on him. So the next day, so she leaves. They didn't have sex ultimately. She she uh, texts him back the next morning. She basically says, look, I didn't like my encounter, our encounter last night. You know, I really didn't want to have sex. Um you know, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, oh, sorry, I misread our interaction. And uh, it's pretty much how it played out. And they never talked anymore. So when he, after he won and won the award, you know, he was on TV and everything. She posted her her interaction online about it. So this has kind of been a national story. So long story short, what's your feelings on the E? So I, I, after reading the story, you know I have um, mixed feelings about it. Um, well, not even mixed feelings. You know, like we talked about it earlier. I think you know he was a over aggressive little horn dog. I mean, when you look at the dude, the dude's a dweeb. And, you yeah. know, not making excuses for his behavior, but he's not he's not smooth, and you can tell he's not. He really doesn't you know know what he's doing. If it wasn't for his fame and fortune, he probably wouldn't get a lot of women, if any. But I think the whole thing when when I read the story when she was like, "Listen, I don't want to have sex. I don't want to take it any further." He was like, "Okay, cool," and they stopped. Now, to me, at that point, if you're that uncomfortable, then there's nothing wrong with saying, "Hey, you know, I want to leave," because um, he's not like a intimidating figure. He's not like a big dude. He's a little dude. That's what kind of trips me out. Um, saying it was the the worst night of her life. I think it's a little bit over the top. And this is one of those subjects. This is one of those stories where either you completely support him or you completely support her. And I think, you know, it's a, it's a little bit of blame to be sprinkled around. Um, I, I don't like how everyone is up in arms and, you know, they're kind of lumping him in the same category with a, you know, a um, Kevin Spacey or Harvey Weinstein. I think it was something where he just didn't get the signals. And I think, you know, in that situation, it should be one of those things to sit, come out and say, no, I'm not comfortable. I want all of this to stop. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. So it's just it's just one of those things where it, I think it looks worse than what it is, but it's still not completely innocent. But my thing is, I keep going back to it. Address your concerns. Say, hey, listen, I don't feel comfortable. I want to leave. I want to get out of this situation. And that's that's the only thing, you know, that's the big thing with me. And just reading a couple of the articles, you know, people dragging this dude through the mud, man. And like with everything in the current climate, sexual assault, sexual harassment, this might be the end of his career. Like all jokes aside, I, he hasn't been dropped from, you know, Netflix, or anything else. But this can effectively end his career. Yeah, I mean, he, he's he, he is. Uh... In the last couple of years, man, he's become like a, a real mover and shaker, man. Like he's he's one of the big guys in Hollywood now. Like he has a lot of control and power in Netflix and stuff. So, um, yeah. But as far as the whole interaction stuff goes, yeah, you're right, man. Just reading through the article because I didn't read his article first. I actually read another article, and mm-hmm. there was a lot of think pieces that was written on both sides, right? You see, some guys are completely like, man, what 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 the fuck? He didn't do nothing wrong. He didn't rape her. And then you see the other side where some women are like, just the mere fact of her him touching her and she, you know, her body language was this, he raped her. And it's like, 
I think it's somewhere in the middle. I think it's, you know what I mean? I think it's a, yeah. it's gray. It's a gray area. Look, look, man, I am a heterosexual male and I've been in situations with, with and just, just be real, man, I've been in situations, you know, as a young kid, situation with women that looking back now as a grown, as a, an adult, you know, my actions and stuff may not have been the best. You know what I mean? I probably would have handled myself a little differently if I, you know, knowing what I know now. Uh, but, you know, as a horny teenager and stuff, man, you probably cross that line or push, push the envelope. Not saying rape or anything. Like, I'm not even going there. Like, nothing like that. But just reading through, reading through this interaction with him and the, 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 request, the consent request was never... Like consent was never given, uh-huh. but it was never denied. And I think a lot of people have been in those situations where you've, you're, you know, you're interacting with with a member of the opposite sex, and she say no, or not even say no, no's like no is a hard, like no is easy, no is, but what she she didn't say it's weird, man. You know what I mean? Like it's, I don't know how to explain it without trying to come across as, as a rapist. But, yeah, but it's it's like look he. I think he should have. He's a grown ass man. He's thirty some years old. Thirty four. Yeah. If he can't read the room better than than what, like to me, I think that was a big part. I think it was a huge misunderstanding from both parts. But I think a lot of the onus is on him as well, right? He this that's his home. He brought her into his home. He mm-hmm. has a responsibility to ensure her safety and her her well being. She's in his home, and for him to like he look, man. If you gotta, if you gotta ask, or if you gotta continue to try fifty times that night, she said like six or seven times. He kept taking her hand and putting it on his penis, and she was like, she kept pulling her hand away. Like at that point, bug, you gotta get the message by now. Like she ain't feeling you like that. But you, but you know, I think, uh, it, it, man, you know, we've been around women in our lives. Sometimes it's hard to read. But I think in order for us to get past a lot of this stuff, I think we need to do a couple of things. I think we need to be completely honest with with our intent from the very beginning and then give the person the opportunity to determine if they want to be in that situation or not. And I think we tap that dance around um, stuff too much. Like I think um, I was listening to D.L. Hughley and his comments on it. He said, never have we been a, at a point in time in society where we're so free sexually and we're so restricted sexually. And that made a lot of damn sense. So and he was like, you know, we got apps, you know, strictly specifically for sex. So I think if that's what you're out for, if that's what you want, lead off with it. Just be straightforward and say, listen, you know, I'm interested in you. However, I want to have sex with you or however you want to say it. And then if that's the case. Then, you know, give the person the opportunity to say, well, this is not a situation that I want to put myself into. And I think when we tap that dance around the situation, instead of being adults and straightforward with what we want, I think you end up having situations like this. And until we are honest, we're going to continue to have situations like this from both ends. Yeah. Uh, And I, I think, too, I think I think I think consent. Can change. At any time on the interaction. Yeah. And if you, as a as a man, we have to understand, and you know, we have to understand. Like, look, man, she can change her mind any time in that interaction. You know what I mean? She, her, I mean, you can be in it. 
<laughs> for lack of a better term, you be in it. And she can be like, nah, you you got to get out. You got to, you know what I mean? You got to know, like, you you got to be able to read those interactions. It has to, and it has to be fun for both parties at the same time. And And for him to be so persistent, it's one thing to, to, like, he was extremely, like, like you said, a horn dog, man. It was just like, damn, man, like, are you that thirsty to, because even her, and like I said, this is, this is from, this is her account. And the way it played out his head, because his comments the next day was, he was like shocked, like, oh, no, I didn't think, I didn't know, I'm sorry. And. I do give him credit the way that he even responded to it. It wasn't like bitch, nah, bitch. I didn't do nothing. It was, I'm sorry if if we if I misunderstood. You know, I I apologize, but you know, and let's move on. Blah blah blah. But it, at least he t- at least he was an adult about it. But but you know, man, that's why I hate when stuff like this plays out of the public eye, and it's not it, it's not rape, and it's nothing because you know this. This interaction between the two, they're the only two people that were there, and they're the only two people that know exactly what happened. And and you just said his account of the situation and the details were completely different from hers. And it's just something that we would never, ever be able to really know. So I wish in instances like this, you know, stuff wouldn't get played out in the public eye because I think it does more harm than actual help sometimes. Especially when it's not a full blown case of rape where you can go and prove and, you know, get the test and, you know, do everything else. So I think it just leaves so much unknown. It was between two people and we, we can't we will never know what really happened. That's true. And I but I, I do. I, I don't think it has. I don't think it has to be one of those things where it has to play out in the court of law. either. I don't think it has yeah. to go all the way to full blown rape for it to be a point of discussion. Right. I think. I think these type of conversations are good to have because like I have two young I have two young sons, right? And the conversation of consent, I will be having this conversation of consent but once they are old enough to understand what consent is. And I want this to be because look, these these are treacherous times now, man. And if you don't know what you're doing and you don't if, if no one's discussed what it means to consent and what does consent actually mean? Like, you can find yourself in a, in some bad situations. I mean, you, but, you know, but it, it feels like it's changing, man. It feels like it's shifting some for the good and some for the worse. Like I remember when uh, my oldest son, when EJ went to college, I told him straight up. I said, "Dude, I said if you are around an intoxicated woman, I said legally, an intoxicated woman cannot give consent. I said you don't, you do not do anything." I say you don't even be alone in the room by yourself with that person. I say you make sure it's always somewhere around, someone around. And if you see someone doing something ske- sketchy, then you stop them from doing that to that woman. What but I think I- that was a good conversation to have, though. Like I think I think that's a great situation. I'm glad I'm glad you had that conversation and stuff with them. And that's to me that shouldn't that shouldn't be a bad thing. Like that should be. I wish more parents. Had those conversations, so we wouldn't end up with these high cases of date rape and sexual assault and stuff. So, yeah, man, like it shouldn't. To me, it shouldn't be a punishment for the kid. Like, oh, damn, dad, I can't. You mean tell me I can't deal with a drunk chick? Like, nah. <laughs> like to me, I mean, and that shouldn't be a bad thing. Like, I think the more they know up front, the problem is, is when parents don't have those conversations, and and the only thing they say is no means no, and. You feel like, oh man, well she didn't say no. That means I didn't rape her. Like, nah, bro, that ain't what that means. 
you know. But you know, if I if, if I had a little girl, one thing I would teach, and I read a couple of articles, and one of the articles that was saying, um, it was actually the New York Times, and say, you know, he was guilty of of not being a mind reader. And in the article, she kind of alluded to the fact that, you know, we have to teach, you know, our young girls to be strong. And when they're uncomfortable with a situation where, you know, the counter goes in the direction that they don't want it to go in, then we have to teach them to say no. And it doesn't matter if it's halfway between it, three quarters in between, you know, into the action. No means no. And I think we have to teach our young boys that, like, as soon as she says no, you back the hell up. And, and even and even read the room, like yeah. even if the situation, like you said about the whole, you know, you know, a girl being intoxicated or being in a situation, you know, whatever. Like, if you not like the legal part of it, definitely don't put yourself in the situation. That's like that's like saying don't get in the car with somebody who has drugs on this stuff. Like, you know, like legally, yeah, don't don't be in those situation. But a lot of these, a lot of these these instances of sexual assault and sexual harassment, that kind of stuff, a lot of them don't go. They go unchecked and they go unreported. So you don't, there's really no fear. Like that Aziz and sorry thing, like that, that whole situation, that's not, he wouldn't, I mean, he wouldn't be in any trouble legally for anything like that. Like that's not, you know, by the confines of the law, like that's not an illegal act. Uh, however, if, you know, it's, it's gray, like it's real borderline. And like I said, those are the situation. I'm glad I, I don't like how it played out publicly, you know, but I do like that the conversation is being had because I think I think the more these types of conversations come up and the more grown-ups and children, grown-ups know more, learn more about what it means to actually consent and what consent consent actually is, then these types of situations, like you said earlier, the community, you know, with better communication and stuff, these types of situations go away. And, Bruh, you know. We need to write our own sci-fi, our own anthology and um, consent is, you know, you click off on something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I'm just glad I, I, I don't have, I don't, you know, I'm married, man. I ain't got to deal with this kind of stuff no more. But, but you know, I, speaking of, I did read an article about the amount, the high percentage of rape that occurs in marriages. Yeah, it's crazy. Like it's crazy. Um, but yeah, man, like. I think this whole situation could have been averted with better communication, more maturity in the moment. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm not saying she, I'm not abstaining her from all, I think, you know, she's an adult at the end of the day. And this, I, I don't, you know, I hate to say he didn't put a gun to her head, but he didn't put a gun to her head. And if she was uncomfortable, and I understand the hierarchy of things, like sometimes uh, it's difficult for people to speak up and say things, uh, and you know, it happens all the time. You know, if your boss is being, a, if your boss says the N word around you, you may not check them. You know what I mean? You might not check them in that moment, uh, but it could still impact you mentally down the road. So, you know, so there's people are in situations all the time where they should, they they know what they should do, but they they don't do, and. You know, so I think, like I said, I think it's just an extreme lack of communication on on both parts. And um, it's hard to just rely on body language, man. Yeah. Like, you can't, like, when I was reading the article and she said, like, her her body went limp. 
And it's like, well, for him, he could be thinking like, yo, I'm killing it. Yeah, you know, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm hitting this spot. You know, she was like, her her lips were cold. Well, he, he could be like, well, my penis won't cold. So, like, <laughs> yeah. your lips felt warm. Like, I don't know. Like, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's a, look, man, it's the stuff that was playing out in her and her head could have been completely different the way it played out in his head. And I think the whole entire interaction, like, I think it was, it was, he brought her, I think, look, when he brought her to her house, first they had, first date, brought her back to the crib. As soon as she walked through the door, he started getting smash. naked, yeah. And it's like, bruh, like, you ain't even, because from what, the, the way it read, and I may be wrong, but it sounded like she was digging him. Yeah, and all you had to do was slow down. But see, I'm, I'm gonna tell you one thing that um, you know, usually you know I'm, I'm very pro men, but I, I fellas, one thing we got to do just because it happened with one woman doesn't mean it's gonna happen with every woman. And he's probably had those instances where he's coming to the you know back to his place because you know it was a you know it was in Tribeca. You know, say yeah. Taylor Swift yeah. has a a um, apartment, apartment in yeah. in the building. So some women he's probably brought back there, and as soon as he walk in the door, they fall in. So I think he, you know. Her comment, remember her comment? She said in an article that I guess he opened his door and she saw his the granite countertops on his kitchen. I mean, in his kitchen from the, from his apartment. And she was, yeah. And he was like, he took that as an invitation, like invite her in. And as soon as she came in, he was like, "Well, sit on the counter." And he, and, he yeah. Munching yeah, on that, but dude, dude, dude was like, he was sticking his fingers down her throat. He was he was damn. I mean, it was like, bro, he's going hardcore. Like he's going like Instagram, <laughs> Insta thought, damn robot sex. All <laughs> like, dude, like, let me tell you something. If if that is true, if he kept putting his fingers down her throat, dude, ain't nothing sexy about that, man. That's why I told you, it ain't nothing sexy about you put your dirty, nasty fucking fingers in somebody's mouth. Dude, how far are you going? Dude, you she going said he did that shit like seven times. He should, and at the same time, why he was. He would shove his fingers down her, shove his finger down her throat. Like I said, man, look, there's a time and place, right? <laughs> like I'm not saying like you know a woman sucking on your fingers and stuff ain't sexy. What I'm saying is you can't walk through the damn door, throw your kids yeah. down. <laughs> <laughs> like she, like he would give her the damn strep throat test. <laughs> so he giving a, a throat pass to me, dude. Like straight, straight to the back of the gullet. And and then immediately shoving into and what she said, shoving to her vagina, and then back and forth. And it's like, bruh, you ain't even, you ain't even, <laughs> dude. Remember the comment about the wine when she said she was like, nah, she don't want to do, you know, she, she let's let's chill. Let's. She was basically like, look, you doing too much. Let's chill. She and she was like, maybe we can we can hook up on a second date. And dude was He's like, a, if I this is a glass of wine. <laughs> I give you a glass of wine. This constitutes the second date, and it's like this dude is thirsty. Is uh, but look, man, I look, I'm not even gonna front. When I was a younger man, I've been in situations where I've been this. I've been the thirsty 18 year old kid yeah. that looking for any any opening to you know what I mean to coerce or try to talk talk a woman into you know doing whatever. She took off his shoes all his own. Yeah, and you know what I mean? Like you you like I said, you get older, you you learn. He's a grown ass man who's been in a prominent 
in the, in the spotlight where he where he can have and he makes enough money and he can have sex with you know beautiful women and stuff and who are willing participants who are want to do it with him and to to do to engage in these actions with somebody that he don't even that's that's like at best a 50/50 proposition and to go the not even like heavy petting, you know what I mean? <laughs> not, not that's like like we let's not like let's watch the movie first. Let's Netflix and chill first. Like dude, that dude was like, yo, she was like, yo, you got a nice countertop. Dude was like, yeah, for me to fuck you on, like. <laughs> but you know, but you know, even like kind of reading the article, and, and and you know, I'm just making assumptions. I don't know what she was feeling, and I think that's, I, I think she was kind of upset. I, I do think it was a bad experience. I believe her saying it was a bad experience. Who am I to say that it wasn't for her? But I think it was definitely, you know, how he approached it. And just like you said, walking in the door, assuming like, hey, we, we've crossed the threshold. It's time to bone. And I, I think it could have been handled different. But like, I go back to what I said earlier. Man, women, just be honest. If all you want is sex, just say all you want is sex. Well, I'll tell you one thing that was telling, too, in the article. Remember the comment she made when they... At dinner, they went to dinner, and soon she was like, she wasn't even like finish her food and her wine yet, and he was like, "Yo, check, check, please." Like, let's let's get back to the, to the. Spot. Hey, he was like, "Your boy, heat, pick up." <laughs> but that's one. But look, that right there, that's red flag number one for her. It's like that's you're in a crowded area with a lot of people. If you weren't, if the comfort level, comfort threat, if the threat was increasing. Open your mouth and say something. She yeah. didn't. Not saying she deserved what she got. I'm not even saying anything. And like I said, these are touchy situations, so it's hard to kind of dance around what you're saying. But he, you know, he, he to me, he just came across as this thirsty, just crazy dude. And and like I said, I, but at, at the same token, I don't think that his career should be ruined for it. I don't think he should lose endorsements and blah blah opportunities and stuff based on because, like I said, at the end of the day, I think I still personally think that he handled himself decently after you know, you know, afterwards before before it like became a public thing. Like you know, what I mean, he he the conversation they had afterward the next day, like he was like, yeah, you know, once once the penis went, once the blood went back to the brain, he probably was like, I was a little much. But you know, man, I think um well we've been me and Dexter have been talking about this behind the scenes. What more can I say, podcast fans? We're gonna actually do a couple of shows on relationships and dating and shit. And I think, you know, we can attack it from this angle too, you know, for men and women. What do you pay attention to as far as the warning signs? And I agree it was a lot of red flags. But even when you look at his the tr- the restaurant they went to, it was walking distance from his apartment. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. Me just being a man and knowing stuff that I've done in my past, I, 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 I know what my game plan is. Oh, yeah. So he, had, just, he had that already, man. Like, you know, because, look, he, you right, walking this into the spot. Why, like, why even bring, that's your first date. Like, you ain't, it's not like, it's one thing if y'all had a long conversation in the restaurant, y'all sitting there talking all night and the place about to close and y'all just vibing. And you you know it's one of those things where you're like I don't want this to end. Let's you know let's keep talking. Nah, it won't that. It was like 
yo, you finish that app. You you want to you you finish that Caesar salad? Let's let's get up out of here, dude. Let's but, take but your think, two for twenty with you. Let's go. But I think this speaks volumes to the current state of dating, whether it's on Tinder, whether it's you know jumping in someone DMs on Instagram or Facebook and never meeting with them face to face, but you spend you know days and weeks. And months texting and emailing and FaceTime and Skyping people. So the dating landscape has changed, man. Yeah. So and, and that's what they did. They texted for a while and they met. And I think now texting in a lot of ways it counts as a date. And the longer we so look at it like this, and we texted for a week, that's one date. And yeah, everything well, I've we've been, been talk we've been talking for a week, even when you just text them once or twice a day. Exactly. We, the relationship began on the first text, which is ridiculous. So, and, and I think that, you know, with us, uh, you know, when we went on traditional dates, you're picking up on body language and you're just learning from cues and everything else. You can't do that virtually. You can't do that through text or through Skype or whatever. And I think being accessible to someone all the time, I think it is a bad thing, man. I think, you know, the, the conversations... They might have talked about some sexual things in the conversations already. And just once, you know, that first instance of sex, that first dialogue starts, then you're like, oh, well, I'm in there. So it's a lot of things societally we could do in, to try to, you know, prevent things from just happening in the future. So, Get a, uh, look, I think all this could have been, could have been avoided if he had a robot. Dude. If he had one of the dolls, Word. he could have came back to the spot and been good. This this would have been a non-story. <laughs> you probably just the way he acted, he would have had on the couch like somebody catches some dick tonight. It's either you or this robot. That's why he probably when she left, he was probably like, "Ah, oh, well, we right to that closet." Damn, Ursula, you in here? Open, <laughs> open that door. <laughs> Grab Tiffany up out that door, man. Went to work. Yeah. yeah. That's man. Uh, yeah, people anyway. just get consent. Get consent. If you don't if 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 the consent is ambiguous and if you if you don't know, ask. And if you feel any type of discomfort or anything along the way, say something. But see, even man, I think even if you ask, I think that adds a layer of awkwardness to the whole it does. interaction. It does. Like you sure you want to catch this? You sure you want this? All? So I think I rather, rather that that ten seconds of awkwardness than ten years of prison. So yeah, I mean, if you know, if I was in a situation, like you just ask, man, like just ask. Because I mean, think about it, before the condoms, before condoms, right? Well, before before condoms came prevalent. Remember the commercials and stuff. You know, wrap it up and, and all that stuff. Like people had to had to figure out a way how to ask. Someone, can I put this piece of plastic on my penis before I have sex with you? And it became, you know, people, you had to do it, and pe- and it became one of those things where it became culturally normal to ask somebody if they have a piece of rubberized plastic to put on their penis before they have sex with you. And it, you know, and I think this this is the same thing with this consent thing. Like we, it has to it has to become part of the cultural vernacular. or cultural lexicon where we can have these type of conversations and it becomes so normal that if you don't ask, something's wrong with you. You know what I mean? I'm getting it. 
I'm I'm getting it signed and notarized. I'm like you know, yes, I'm I'm a notary. Signed. I might have a dude in the closet with like the visor on and shit. Like hey hey before hey we got we done got two kisses in here now before before we proceed any further. Little man, come out! <laughs> come out! Like the, the, the nipple has made his first appearance. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, let's do a Skype session with my notary right now. But we gotta do something, man. We gotta do something. Man. You know what? Whatever the extremes are, I think. I think the more we do it, the more situations like this are avoided. And I think it's separate. Then I think it's easy to separate the, you know, the cases of misunderstanding and rape. And I think yeah. this situation right here is hard. It's kind of this is like fifty one percent, forty nine percent. Like you know, it could go, it could teeter either way. You know what I mean? Like if you know what I mean? Like if if the think about it, if the text exchange afterwards would have been hostile. You know what I mean? Like if the follow up conversation that they had would have been like yeah. would have been hostile. It could have it would have compl- people it would have changed people's opinions greatly. You know, or if she would have. If the if she didn't text him the next day, what if she didn't just didn't communicate with him? He just never knew. And the first time he found out about it was this situation here. That would have changed things. So yeah, man, uh, it's it's like I said, it's one of those situations where we got to communicate better. We got to be better people. And um, yeah, man, dudes, just stop being dirtbags, man. Well, I think one thing that's telling too, if because um, you know usually every other situation, as soon as one allegation comes out. Then there's several after that, like, you know, bam, 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 bam. So I think one thing that's kind of helped him out, too, it hasn't been a slew of onslaught of people coming out and say, hey, he did the same thing to yeah. me. You know, this is not a Harvey Weinstein or a Bill Cosby that dates goes back 30 damn years of, you know, giving women quaaludes and, you know, patting and touching on them while they sleep. That's just weird. <laughs> that's weird. Well, well, let me ask you something. Do you, do you think that this helps the Me Too movement or hurts it? I think it hurts it. And I think it hurts it because I think it's I, – I, to me, this is a definitely a bad interaction. And a lot of the articles I read written by women and some men say, you know, it's, it's bad sex. It's a bad sexual encounter, you know. It's going to happen, but I don't think this should be lumped into, you know, what's happened with Kevin Spacey, Harvey Weinstein, you know, 45, the rest of these people, because at at one point it was, you know, reciprocal. At one point, you know, it, it wasn't like, hey, you know, I'm just completely forcing myself on you. And then when she was like, hey, chill out, dude, and I don't want to have sex. And then it stops. So I think we have to define. <laughs> one thing I do think we have to look at too. So even if the person says they don't want to have sex, you know, what is the limits and boundaries to set around that too? Because you can sit around and play devil's advocate and say, I won't try to poker. I was just trying to kiss and pat and feel. So I think, you know, it, it's good for that, but a little bit bad on the me too. This doesn't need to be lumped in with the rest of the, the sexual predators. Yeah, man. Because just reading through this, I remember. What was it last year? Remember the uh, what's the guy that did Birth of a Nation? Uh, Nate Parker. <laughs> Nate Parker. Uh, reading through the uh, the court case uh, details with the Nate Parker case, like that was a that was a messed up situation, and and uh, I know a lot of people have have their own opinions of what happened in that situation, but if you 
read through the the affidavit and the um, uh, the transcript of of the case. It's crazy. It's crazy, and uh, you know I don't, don't want to relitigate that case on this podcast or anything. I'm just saying, like reading through that situation was like, yo. If you, even if he's not, even if you don't charge Nate Parker with anything, he's a horrible person. It may not be criminal what he did. He was a bad person for doing what he did, right? Uh, in this situation, reading through this situation, I didn't feel the same. Well, I was just like, it's messed up. He's an idiot. But... I, he's not, I, you're right, I don't think he's Harvey Weinstein. I don't think he's a serial rapist or serial drug addict, you know, whatever, like that kind of stuff. Like, I think there, maybe, maybe it could be hashtag me too, sort of. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah, this is, I think, it, I think it does muddy the waters a bit. I think it makes stuff a little bit more murky. If you start throwing these type, I think me too should be, as of right now, I think me too should be reserved for, like like bad sexual situations, man. Like I think once you start muddying the water with these kind of fifty fifty kind of thing, and like I said, not not to it loses uh, it loses power. Yeah. It loses its um its impact. It's kind of like the whole like when people talk about you using the race card, and you know black people get mad at everything being you know like. Yeah, certain things. Some things you just gotta let. If you don't feel it's overtly racist, like even though we all know it could be racist, but if it doesn't reach the level of racism that that Al Sharpton has to show up for, then maybe we maybe we gotta we gotta let the small things go. Even as it's messed up, like letting us that we shouldn't we shouldn't have to let those things go. However, if, for the greater good, sometimes some of those things we gotta kind of let slide um, because you start to muddy the water once you start you know you want to kind of raise the topics for things that that are hard to debate you know cut and dry like, yo that's sexual assault that a five year old can tell you by looking at a Harvey Weinstein case and tell you it's sexual assault same thing like Bill Cosby and stuff you know that's I don't know what the man did but that's some horrible shit he did this situation is too, it's real gray man so it's just my three cents on it. With that being said, do you have um, a spotlight? Nah, man. Be totally honest with you, man. I have been been uh, been trapped in my trapped in this house this whole week due to uh, weather, due to snow. My kids have been home all week for snow days. Dude, what they got to do with your spotlight, man? I have not. The only the only content that I have consumed has been a mix of, of Black Mirror, and my wife is watching Green Arrow. So I have not read a book. I have not read. An, I barely read an article. The only book that I have read has is for a uh, first grader, second grader to read. <laughs> so no, man, I have not identified a spotlight this week, man. I ain't got nothing either. I've been watching damn moonshiners and damn street outlaws <laughs> and, and black mirrors, so I ain't got nothing either. Speaking of the weather, man, y'all, I th- Texas is pretty bad, right? It's cold. We shut down the city Tuesday because it was ice. Yeah. Um, supposed to get bad again this weekend. It's just, it's just cold, man. Like, 
this whole global warming stuff, I mean, the weather's just fucked up. That's all it is. It's just fucked up. Yeah. So. Yeah. Anyway, man. Well. Well, with that being said, you can find the What More Can I Podcast. You can find the What More Can I Say podcast on all major podcast platforms. Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, the SoundCloud. You can follow us on the What More Can I Say uh, Instagram, uh, damn, it's been a while. Instagram, what more can I say? Podcast, Twitter, same. We got a new community page uh, on Facebook. What more can I say? Podcast, community page. Follow me, ncboy80. Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. Earn the section on Facebook. ncboy80, PlayStation. And since Xbox sucks, they generated a name for me. My, my like username on Xbox is crazy because on Xbox you gotta pay to change your damn name. I refuse to do it. Fuck that. So, what's your stuff, Dex? Uh, yeah, you can find me on social media on the internet at uh, on Facebook is Dexter Joiner. Um, follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Dex underscore Salence. So it's Dexalence. Um, if you follow me on social media, all you will see is pictures of my kids for the most part um, and my wife. So if you want to see see uh, little brown little boys, follow me. Uh, <laughs> that's it, man. Well, we're gonna make a we're gonna try to make a promise, uh, fans. We probably we're gonna try to do a show every week or every week and a half, two weeks, so. Keep us on If you hey, if you if you notice that we haven't put an episode out, say something. See something, say something. With that being said, baby, what more can I say? Got something you want to share or contribute to the show? Contact the guys via Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Don't forget to like the show and as always, provide feedback. You can also hit them up via email at whatmorecanisay.podcast at gmail.com. Good night, America. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are solely those of the host and other contributors. It's just jokes, people.